The game industry and the film industry are more alike than most people realize. Both generally require large teams of people to get made. Both can be fucked over by a studio, and both have award seasons. For films, there's the Oscars and the Golden Globes. And for us gamers, there's the Golden Joystick and the Game Awards. One of these events just happened, and the other just had their nominees announced. So, let's look at both of them in this week's edition of Backlog Challenger Weekly. Hey people, I'm Christopher Brooks, and today we will start with the Golden Joystick first, since the show already happened. I think the most interesting thing about the whole show was Baldur's Gate 3 sweeping every other category and the hilarious train wreck of the show itself. Seriously, look up some clips is a hot ass mess. Anyway, let's run through these categories and see what's what. So, first up you have Best Storytelling. So, Baldur's Gate 3 won this one, which, it makes sense, it is THE CRPG. But also in the category was The Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood. I never heard of this game until now, but it's made by Devolver, so I can believe it being a contender. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. So, I didn't even know this game had a competent narrative. All I ever heard about it was how intense the combat got, but good on them. You also have Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. I've heard the name before, but that's about it. Paranormasite, The Seven Mysteries of Hanjo. So I know even less about that one. This is literally the first time I've heard of it. And Star Wars Jedi Survivor. From what I played of the first game and from what I saw of the first hour or so of Survivor, it's a good Star Wars story, albeit predictable in some areas. It's better than most of what Disney is cranking out lately, though, so there's that. The next category is the Still Playing Award. It's a category for long-running forever games. Basically games that don't have a particular endpoint. So the winner in this category was No Man's Sky, which is No Man's Sky, which good for them. After all the work they poured in to make the game good, they deserve it. Next in the category, you have Genshin Impact. It's a gacha game that's fun and functional, despite it being a gacha game. The Sims 4, yep. Fortnite, yep. Also in the category, you got Naraka Blade Point. So, it's Fortnite with melee combat and no building. It, it looks fun, but I've never touched it. You also have GTA Online. All I know about GTA Online is the fact that role-playing is extremely popular on here, and it made Rockstar slash Take-Two a shit zillion dollars. Warframe was also in here. I feel like Warframe is one of those games that's going to be around forever, like World of Warcraft. You got Valorant, which is basically Riot Games' Overwatch. You know, it really says something that this made it in and Overwatch 2 didn't. Maybe Blizzard will make Overwatch good again one day. You got Counter-Strike Go and Counter-Strike 2. Yep. You got Apex Legends. Possibly the second most popular Battle Royale game out there. It makes sense. Also in here, you got Dota 2. League was my mobile of choice back in the day, but even if it was here instead, I don't think I would care as much as I do now which is very little. 
And lastly, in this category, you got Call of Duty. Yep. Next category is Best Visual Design. Pretty self-explanatory. Baldur's Gate 3-1. You're starting to see the Baldur sweep coming in. Starfield was um, a nominee. Though I don't know if it got in because of the ship designs or the planet designs themselves. Uh, maybe it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Next in the category, you got Hi-Fi Rush. Honestly, I'm surprised this didn't take it. Hi-Fi is charming as all hell. Next, you got Viewfinder. It's another game I never heard about until this podcast, but looking at screenshots, the design aesthetic kind of reminds me of Katamari. Lies of P, which they could have easily gone Bloodborne on this one, but it turns out that it's just the Victorian era aesthetic that kind of makes it feel like Bloodborne. But they did their own thing with all the puppets and the automation and all that kind of jazz, and I believe there's a possible like fairy tale multiverse thing going on but don't quote me on that and lastly you got Street Fighter 6 which is easily the strongest visual identity I've seen in a Street Fighter game since the threes you know new generation second impact third strike next category you have studio of the year which you have Larry and Studios those are the guys that made Baldur's Gate 3 so yeah they want it Digital Clips was a nominee, which I'm glad they're in here, and I'm glad they exist as a studio, because nobody re-releases classic game collections like they do. They do a really awesome job. So the fact they're even mentioned, you know, fills my heart with joy. You got Nintendo. Yep, it's Nintendo. Then you got Mini-Me. No, not Mini-Me. Nope, nope, not Mini-Me. I'm just going to say Mimi-Me Games. I've never heard of these guys until now. Also in the category, you got Remedy Entertainment, which I don't think Remedy has ever released a bad game. If they have, nobody's ever complained about it. And last in the category is CG Project Red. It's, you know, they, eh, they fixed Cyberpunk, so there's that. Next you have Best Game Expansion like DLC and shit. So you have Power Wash Simulator DLC. I feel like I should play Power Wash Simulator. I keep seeing it everywhere. I think they're doing like a Ghostbusters crossover in the near future or something. You got Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which won. Not not much of a surprise. It's, it's basically, I think, an entire game's worth, but as DLC, so, you know... Makes sense to me. Got Elder Scrolls Online Necrom. I'm not an Elder Scrolls guy, really. So, I got nothing. Next, you have The Case of the Golden Idol Mysteries. The Lemurian Vampire and the Spider of Lanka. Fucking long-ass title, and I've never heard of it until now. Got Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. So, I, I hear Dead Cells is great, and that reveal trailer they had for this DLC was really cool. It's nice to see Castlevania something. God, remember when Konami made games. And then last in the game expansion category, you have a little to the left, cupboards and drawers. Never heard of this game, I got nothing. The next category was best indie game. So you got Dave the Diver, which 
I remember this got showed off at one of the Nintendo Directs. It looks like the most chill game ever made. You catch fish and you run a sushi bar. Full stop. Also in indie games, you got Pizza Tower, which I can't tell if this is a meme game or not. I should probably look into it one day and find out one way or the other. You have Dredge, which is another fishing game with boats, but there's some Lovecraft shit in there. You got Cocoon, which looks like somebody made Fractals a game mechanic. And then you have, you know, Viewfinder again. And the winner in the category was Sea of Stars, which is basically Chrono Trigger on steroids. So yeah, of course it won. Next category in the Golden Joysticks is Best Multiplayer Game. Which, according to Steam charts, they have an average of about 531 players in the last 30 days as of me recording this. Yeah. So you can have Exoprimal, but no, you may not have Dino Crisis. No Regina for you. Next in best multiplayer is Diablo 4. Which is real crazy, because I've heard that they botched their new season reveal. Man, Blizzard be fumbling. Next in best multiplayer, you have Street Fighter VI. The fact that they learned their lessons from Five's abysmal launch speaks volumes here. Also, you have Remnant 2, which I feel like somebody either told me about this game or the first one. I can't remember. And then you have the winner in the category, Mortal Kombat 1, which kind of surprised me because their DLC's pricing is wild and their lobby system is also kind of weird, but the game is fun to play at the very least. And then last in the category we have We Were Here Expeditions, The Friendship. Which, never heard of this game, so once again, I got nothing. The next category for the Golden Joysticks was Best Audio, so you have Stray Gods, which I thought it was a card battle game, but then I looked it up and it's a musical, so yeah, it'd be really embarrassing if they didn't at least get nominated. Next, you got Hi-Fi Rush, duh. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is kind of another duh situation. You got Hideki Naganuma from Jet Set Radio coming on with several other talented artists, so yeah, it's going to have some good music. You got Starfield, which, yeah, eh. Also in this category was uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which, when have you ever played a Zelda game of shitty music? So yeah, that was that's, that's in there. And the winner in the category was Final Fantasy 16, which, soaking fucking killed it. And I get why this man is hyped so much. That, that, that game has some good music, man. Next category is Best Game Trailer, which I, yeah, I don't fucking know why this is a category, but you got, um, you got the Phantom Liberty official cinematic trailer, which one, um, Alan Wake 2's Dark Place gameplay trailer was a nominee, um, the official third trailer for Tears of the Kingdom was a nominee, uh, the Baby Steps Reveal trailer was a nominee. Um, the Mortal Kombat 1 In Our Blood trailer was a nominee. And you got the Dave the Diver official release month and accolades trailer. Yeah, it's... I'm moving on. The next category is Best Game Community, which I'm not in either of these communities. And 
I don't really have much to say here, other than that this is another weird category. Nominees are Final Fantasy XIV, Warframe, Baldur's Gate 3, Deep Rock Galactic, Dreams, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Baldur's Gate 3 won. Next category is Best VR Game. I don't care about VR. Horizon Call the Mountain won. Next you have Best Gaming Hardware, which... I'm not a hardware guy, but the fact that the PSVR 2 isn't compatible with the original PSVR games and is more expensive than the PS5 itself should remove it out of the convo entirely. But, um, PSVR 2 won, so, yeah. Then you got the Breakthrough Award, which I guess is for, like, brand new, like, studio games. Uh, Cocoon won that. You have your Critics' Choice Award, which Alan Wake 2 won, which I can completely understand. I've heard nothing but great things about it. The best streaming game is Valorant, which, eh, yeah, it's a hero shooter that people actually care about, so, yeah. Next, you have a uh, best lead performer, and you have, um, in these categories, you got um, Ben Starr, he was Clive in Final Fantasy 16. Yuri Lowenthal, he was Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2. You got Cameron Monaghan, Cal Kestis in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Ika Vili and Matthew Poratera in Alan Wake. They are Alan Wake. Nadaji Jeter, he's Miles Morales in Spider-Man 2. Elise Chappell, Kathy Johnson in and Deliver Us Mars. And Melanie LeBird. Bird, Liebird. Um, I hope I got pronounced that right. I don't feel like I did. But she's Saga Anderson and Alan Wake too. Um, Ben Star One, and actually this is a pretty tough ass category because pretty much everybody in this thing is top notch. But like Ben, Ben fucking killed it, man. I need to play Alan Wake too. I need to play Alan Wake 2. It, it's... I'm... This is, this is, I'm hearing nothing but hype about that game. Next, you have uh, Best Supporting Performer. You have uh, Laura Bailey. She was Mary Jane in uh, Spider-Man 2. Neil Newbon, who was a starian in Baldur's Skate 3. Sissy Jones as Andrea in Starfield. Amelia Tyler is a narrator in Baldur's Gate 3. Ralph Innocent, which is my boy freaking Sid Telemon in Final Fantasy 16. Patricia Somerset, Princess Zelda in Tears of the Kingdom. And Idris Elba, Solomon Reed in Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. And uh, yeah, freaking Astarian, man. Neil Newborn, he won that shit. Like, I love Sid. He's my favorite character in 16. But even though I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 yet, I know about Astarion, man. Like, he's... He's fun as hell. So, yeah. Yeah, he's... Neil Newbon. Congratulations, dude. You killed it. I wish they didn't talk over your speech during the fucking show. Anyway. We have uh, Nintendo Game of the Year. 
Yeah, Pigment 4, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Octopath Traveler 2, and Fay Farm. Who do you think won? I'll, I'll give you a couple minutes to think about it. Those fucking Tears of the Kingdom. What, what, what do you think it was going to be? Next, you have a PC Game of the Year. Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 won, but also in the category, you got Diablo 4, Dave the Diver, Chia? Tichia? I probably pronounced that wrong. And Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. Next, you have PlayStation Game of the Year, which this is the dumbest category ever because not even so much the category the category is fine it's just the nominees so you got final fantasy 16 you have resident evil 4 you have street fighter 6 you have humanity you got armored core 6 fires of rubicon and you got star wars jedi survivor of all the games in that list the only one that's a fucking PlayStation exclusive is Final Fantasy 16. Everything else in there is a multi-plat. Final Fantasy 16 should have won by default. But Resident Evil 4 won. Which, it's a good game, but it's not a fucking PlayStation game. It's on everything. Except the Switch. Jesus. Um, you got Xbox Game of the Year. In the categories, you have uh, Starfield, Chance of Cinar, Hi-Fi Rush... Planet of Lana, Dead Space, and Pentiment. Of course, Starfield won, because who else do they have? That's a big, big game. But I honestly feel Hi-Fi Rush got robbed. But, you know, it is, it is their biggest game of the year. Next category is uh, the most wanted game. So these are the games that people are in highly anticipating. So you got Death Stranding 2, Star Wars Outlaws, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Tekken 8, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, Stalker, Heart of Chernobyl, Hades, The Fable Remake, Hollow Knight, Silk Song. Oh boy, that's... Maybe I'll be 40 when that game comes out. Everywhere, Frostpunk 2, Ark, Metal Gear Solid, Delta, Snake Eater, Persona 3 Reload, Bulwark, Falconeer Chronicles, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Pacific Drive, Black Myth Wukong, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Realms of Ruin. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. Uh, Final Fantasy VII won the category. And then you have the last category which is ultimate game of the year you got Baldur's Gate 3 Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Spider-Man 2 Jedi Survivor Alan Wake 2 Resident Evil 4 Cocoon Starfield Final Fantasy 16 Diablo 4 Forza Motorsport Armored Core 6 Assassin's Creed Mirage Super Mario Brothers Wonder Street Fighter 6 Metroid Prime Remastered Hi-Fi Rush, Lords of the Fallen, Dead Space, and Sea of Stars. And, of course, Baldur's Gate 3-1. So, out of all the categories... Let's see... Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 took home about seven awards. They 
fucking cleaned up. Good on Larian. So, that was the Golden Joystick. Even though that show was a technical and professional clusterfuck, it got me to realize that there are so many great games out there that I need to play. And there's even more that I wasn't aware existed. Time and money, man. Time and money always gets in the way. Okay, now it's time to discuss the TGAs, or rather the nominees for the TGAs. I'm skipping some of these categories because they're just like people and events and I I don't really care about that. But um, congratulations to the people and or events that got nominated for, for those categories. So, for the Game Awards, Best Esports Game nominees are Counter-Strike 2, League, PUBG Mobile, Dota 2, and Valorant. Damn, so... PUBG's, like, the actual console release of PUBG is just, like, is overshadowed by the mobile version. Or either that or the mobile version just runs really well. Uh, Counter-Strike 2 and League and Dota don't surprise me. Neither does Valorant. This is, this is what I would expect out of those as far as nominees go. Valorant's probably going to win best esports game. Next is the most anticipated game category, which is a much, much smaller list than the Golden Joystick. So you got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, you got Hades II, you got Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's probably going to win this category. I'm surprised Tekken 8 is here, although while I'm excited about Tekken 8, I didn't think other people were but I'm glad it got nominated. I'm also glad people are paying attention to Like a Dragon. Next you have Best Adaptation, which um, I didn't even know they had a category for this. So your nominees are Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, and Twisted Metal. The Last of Us is probably going to win this. It would be cool if Castlevania got the win, but it would also be depressing because it would be a Castlevania show getting nominated and not a Castlevania game. Fucking Konami. Next category, you have uh, Best Multiplayer, and your nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I see this being a toss-up between Baldur's Gate 3 and Street Fighter 6. Maybe Diablo 4. I don't know, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Street Fighter 6. But we'll see. Next category, you have uh, Best Sports Slash Racing. So you have... Uh, FC24, EA Sports, formerly known as uh, FIFA. You have F123, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, and the Crew Motorfest. Um, I don't know. Forza, maybe? I never hear people shit on Forza. That's my prediction. But it'll be crazy if, like, Hot Wheels 
beat all those like big realistic sports sim games that'd be crazy as hell next you have uh, best sim slash strategy and the nominees in that category is um, advanced wars one plus two city skylines company of heroes three fire emblem engage and pikmin four I'm hmm I don't know about this one I'm gonna go with Fire Emblem Engage but I could see any of these taking it home next category you have a uh, best family game so you got Disney Illusion Island Party Animals Pikmin 4 Sonic Superstars and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, yeah, I'm thinking Super Mario Brothers Wonder is gonna take it. That game's like the level design is really good, the animations are great, and everything is just super fucking charming in that game. And the Wonder Seeds, the Wonder Seeds make make the fucking game. Next, you have best fighting game. And your nominees in that category is God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. So, never heard of God of Rock until this video, not video, until me recording this, so I need to look that up. Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter 6 obviously makes sense. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 is vastly, vastly improved over the original one to the point where the first game, you don't even need to bother. It's, it is invalidated by a sequel. That's how much of an improvement they did over the first game. And Pocket Bravery, which I didn't even know came out. Last I heard of that game, it was still like in early access. So I'm glad that got released and completed and apparently has done really well um i'm hoping for street fighter 6 but i wouldn't be surprised if mortal kombat 1 took it so yeah i'm i'm going with street fighter 6 as a prediction here next you have uh, best rpg in the category you have Baldur's gate 3 final fantasy 16 lies of p Sea of Stars, and Starfield. It's going to be Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is going to take this one, I think. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 was amazing. Lies of P really isn't an RPG, I think. it. it uh, I mean, it's more of an action RPG than a pure RPG. Sea of Stars is Chrono Trigger. Super Chrono Trigger, yeah, it's gonna be in there. And, you know, Starfield, Skyrim in space, so yeah, but Baldur's Gate 3 is probably gonna take that one. Next, you have a uh, best action adventure game. In this category, you have Alan Wake 2, Spider Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, this is another tough category. Um, gosh, I don't even know, man. Um, 
I'm gonna go with Spider-Man 2, but I'm not confident in that in the slightest. This is a, another another tough category. Next you have Best Action Game, which is just purely combat-based gameplay. That's the distinction between action and action-adventure, at least according to their website. So you got Armored Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. It's going to come down between Hi-Fi Rush and Armored Core 6. It's probably going to be Armored Core 6. That's, that's going to be my prediction, but I could see Hi-Fi easily, easily taking it. Next, you have uh, Best AR slash VR Game. Uh, you got Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR, and Synapse. Uh, probably Horizon Call of the Mountain, because this, I guess, is a full-ass game for VR, and it's not... Uh, I don't know, man. Horizon, but I don't really care either way. Next category, you got Best Mobile Game. You got Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Neal. Um, Honkai is probably going to take it. You got Best Debut Indie Game. You got Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. It's probably going to come down between either Cocoon or Dredge. I'm leaning towards Dredge. Next category you have Best Indie Game, which you have Cocoon, Day of the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. I'm thinking Sea of Stars is going to take it. The Chrono Trigger is just that strong. Next you have Best Community Support. So in this category you have Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV and No Man's Sky. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, well, I definitely don't think it's going to be Destiny 2. Baldur's Gate 3 is so polished just because of how how much the community was involved with like helping, helping Larian polish the game. There's a lot of community feedback on it. Cyberpunk 2077 is just doing what No Man's Sky did when they fucked up the original release. And nobody's ever really complained about 14 community-wise, other than, you know, other people in the community complaining at each other. Probably Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna predict Baldur's Gate 3 for that one. Next, you have Best Ongoing Game. You got Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. It's probably going to be Final Fantasy XIV. Like, ever since A Realm Reborn, they've just been been pretty much the one major consistent moneymaker for Square Enix. Like, that's, that's what's allowing them to have the money to put it on projects like Forspoken. Yeah. The next category you have games for impact. Um, these are games with like positive um, societal messages and shit. Um, you got Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sonar, Goodbye Volcano High, and Tichia, 
Terranil, and Vanba. I know nothing about any of these games, so I'm not going to make a prediction on anything here, but I'm glad there's a category for games of social messages. The next category, which is a pretty cool one, is um, innovation and accessibility. You got Diablo 4, Forza, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Yeah, this is another one that I'm not really going to put a prediction on just because I don't use any of these features, but I think the bigger thing is the fact that so many games are putting time and resources into making gaming more accessible to people with disabilities. So, and in my opinion, everybody is a winner in this category, no matter who wins. So, um, next you have best performance. In this category, you got... Ben Starr, that's Clive. You got Cameron Monaghan, that's Cal. Idris Elba, Melanie, she's Saga. Neil Newbon, that's Starion. And then Yuri Lowenthal is Peter Parker. It's probably gonna be Neil, man. Like, Astarion is really fucking strong right now, dude. He's probably gonna take it. Next, you have Best Audio Design. So you got Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Um, not really going to make a prediction here since I haven't heard the sounds in these games. And even if I did, I doubt I'd be able to predict it. So next you have um, the best score in music uh, category. So you got... Alan Wake 2. You got Alan Wake 2's composer. Per Purdy Alanco. Yeah, Purdy Alanco. You got the composer for Baldur's Gate 3, Borislav. Borislav Slavov. You got Final Fantasy 16's composer, Masayoshi Sokin. You got Hi-Fi Rush's composer, Suichi Kobori. And then you got Zelda's well, I mean, there's not a specific composer, but they're listed as a Nintendo sound team. So, yeah, that's another tough category. I hope Hi-Fi Rush wins, but everybody else in the category is fucking strong, especially Soaking. Good Lord, Soaking. Ah, he's so many bangers in that, in that damn game. So, next you have Best Art Direction. You have Alan Wake 2. Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is another one where it's freaking hard to predict. It would be cool if Lies of P won, but it's, it's another like tough-ass category. Next, you got Best Narrative. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2. It's probably going to be Baldur's Gate 3, but mm, I think it, it, it's going to come down between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. I think. Because while I think the stories in Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 are great, I also feel like they kind of fall off at certain points. I have not uh, played any of Cyberpunk 2077 yet, so I can't really comment on that. 
yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a toss up between Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2. I'm I'm predicting Baldur's Gate 3 though. Next, you have a uh, best game direction, which you have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Honestly, um I don't know. Um it's probably going to be Alan Wake 2. It could also be any of the other ones. God. That is... It's a tough-ass category. And finally, we have made it to Game of the Year. The nominees are... Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Baldur's Gate 3 just because of how much polish and love people have for it. It's probably gonna be Baldur's Gate 3. And yeah, that's that's all the nominees and my predictions on the winners. Granted, it'll be a couple of weeks before we know who won. Either way, this has gotta be the stiffest competition I've ever seen across multiple categories. Not just for Game of the Year. Ultimately, reading about all these games makes me excited to play a lot of stuff I've never experienced before. Alan Wake 2 looks awesome, but I gotta play the other Remedyverse games first to understand what's going on there. Liza P and Sea of Stars have been on my radar forever. Oh gosh. Man, it's, it's never been a better time to be a gamer. Like, we are eating good in this bitch. Gosh, games are games are pretty good right now, man. And that's all for this week's episode of Backlog Challenger Weekly. If you're in the mood for more gaming content, check me out on Backlog Challenger on YouTube and TikTok. I'm also on Twitter at BacklogChristo1 as well. Anyway, I will catch you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs>